They've already indicated that there are going to be other lockdowns that are coming. They're setting up a vaccine passport and the digital ID literally right now in at least 20 plus states in our our country, not just in foreign countries, our country. And they don't even realize they're doing that. And so by all means, everything I can see the writing on the wall is that this stuff is coming back and we are at the beginning, not this is not the end. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw and welcome back to the Vibe show. I have been trying to catch up with this lovely lady named Amy Bond. And you may have seen her featured on Del Bigtree's show. I think, I think twice now. Haven't you been on his show twice now, Amy? I've actually been on his show three times. So once in October and once in December. And then once I think it was in April just before. Oh no, it was at the end of March. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what Dell does is kind of like what I do as a very, very part time venture. He does it full time. And so we tend to have a lot of crossover in our audiences. Um, I do the short form version of his long form show. And so Amy and I were talking before we got started here and she said that she used to follow Green Smoothie Girl and she's starting down her path. So tell me where your path started, Amy, because I saw what you were doing and I was like, this girl did not start waking up with COVID. You're, you're right. I actually, so I started following Chris Beat Cancer many, many, many years ago. And I actually, you know, I think it was about 15 years ago, I had really an awakening that, um, that what we eat and what we put into our body actually impacts what diseases we have in our long-term health and longevity. And it was after my father-in-law had passed away unexpectedly from type two diabetes. And so it really kind of launched me into this whole world of natural healing and what can foods do for you? And we had had our first child at the time and he, um, he was young and I just, it started to just kind of be on my mind, you know, what is all this? What is, you know, how can food help you and nourish you? And that's how I came across you many, many, many years ago and was like, okay, this, I learned a lot from you about what we put into our bodies and how we can naturally heal. And that was the beginning long, long time ago of just, I think my journey of understanding that our bodies are amazing if we give it the things that it needs. And um, I don't know, I was so interested in cancer too, just understanding how we can beat cancer with alternative treatments and alternative ways um, different from what we were being told. And so before COVID or any of this, it really started me on this journey of asking a lot of questions and questioning. And that once I started to get the answers to the questions I was asking, I realized that there's this whole amazing world out there, people like you, who have been really showing us all along. And so I, I followed you way back when, a long, long time ago. Well, it's funny on a bunch of different counts. One is Chris Wark or Chris Beat Cancer is, is it Chris Beat Cancer, Green Smoothie Girl. I don't know where we got this somewhere along the line, some formula that we're called something else that helps encapsulate who we are, what we're about. But Chris was on that tour. I just told you, we just finished of 11 cities top to bottom. He was on the Northern Florida tour and he's one of my closest friends and lots of, uh, lots of his fans and followers showed up at our tour and they wrote him letters. Like he, he showed me letters. 
he wrote, and I was the same thing when I would walk out to where, you know, six or 800 people were, people were carrying the detox around. They wanted to tell me their experience with my detox. And I had a mom and daughter that the mom was like waiting outside. And when I went, my husband was taking me where the bathroom was. So I get lost inside buildings. <laughs> and she just wanted to tell me how our detox had, had turned her life around and she had been bedridden for years, couldn't even drive. And her, the last thing that happened is she, as I walked away to get to the bathroom is that her daughter, who was a young adult, like touched my arm and said, and just got tears in her eyes and said, thank you for giving me my mom back. And Chris had some stories like that too. And like, we both talked about how, you know, we didn't get paid for doing this, but it was, it's great to, you know, people write us about it, but it's, it's another thing altogether to meet the people face to face who have had an impact that our work has had an impact on their lives. So you are now making a big impact on the lives of people in California. Your, your story didn't start with an injury then like mine did. Right. Well, um, you know, actually kind of yes and no, to be honest with you. So what, what actually brought us to California actually was an injury for me. So we were living in Texas at the time. Uh, I'm actually originally from Arkansas. I'm from the South. And my husband and I, our kids were living in Texas. We'd lived there for about eight years. And usually I don't share this part of the story, but I'm going to share it with you because you have the question you asked. But I was in a car accident and had severe brain injury, um, spinal cord trauma from an, an, another injury just about a year and a half before that. And was really in a very difficult position from my health and my body. And that actually was part of that chaos in Texas at the time that propelled us to move to California. So prior to that car accident, just about a month before that happened, I came to my husband and I said, um, you know, I don't know why, but I feel like we need to consider moving. And the only place I'm willing to move right now is to California because we were tired of moving at the time. And he he's from California originally. So his, you know, his third generation Californian loves California, but we had never lived there together as a, uh, in our married life with our kids. And so it was the context of an injury that pushed us to a situation where we, we had to make a decision. And so we moved from Texas to California. And ironically, within the first month of moving to California, I literally jumped into the deep end of this, of this whole world here that I didn't anticipate, I didn't expect, I didn't even know existed related to laws and vaccine laws and parental rights and just this whole thing in California that um, <laughs> was really, it's really always shocked to be here and just see what was going on. But ironically, it was the, it was that injury that propelled us to push us to come here. So I, it's, it's a weird thing, but I'm grateful for it. Yeah. It's so often the bad thing becomes the good thing. Or if we look back at our lives and we choose, choose into gratitude, we can see it. It's so very clear that this terrible thing happens to us and it changes the trajectory of our lives. And if nothing else, it allows us to bless a lot of other people's lives. And that's, I mean, that's kind of like the greatest thing that can happen to you in, in, in your life. I think, you know, people think that the goal is retirement or wealth or, um, you know, going on vacation a lot or whatever. Honestly, the very best thing that can happen to you, I think mm-hmm. in your life is that you find a way to serve and serve serve in a meaningful way, more people, it's more, it's more deeply, more deep happiness. Do you agree? 
I, I, t- I completely agree. And it, you know, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes those hard times in our life, those like the deepest struggle actually produces or pu- puts us into a life path for our, our calling in life too. And that's what I feel like happened with us is that <clears throat> it pushed us into a place where here we are in California. And now the fruit of being here <clears throat> has just been, it's like my life calling. It's part of what I've clearly meant to do and meant to be is to be here leading and protecting children and not knowing that we would be on the front lines of all the things that have been happening with the, the past couple of years. And yet here we are. And that's only something that is a God thing, you know, where the divine is moving in those hard times and you didn't, you can't see it all the time until you're like actually there in that path. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that's part of why all these things happened. And, and the purpose, it, it has purpose, this incredible purpose where, you know, from the injury I had with a brain injury, I wasn't able to have conversations like this. I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't think. I couldn't uh, make decisions or have executive functioning. I couldn't even read out loud a, more than a page on a book because of the exhaustion and what was happening with my cognition. So I'm just, I just, I'm I, part of why we do the work we're doing in California. There's this purpose behind it. And I'm so confident and certain that I was brought here, you know, I was brought here to help. I was brought here to lead. I was brought here to be a part of an incredible team that's at the tip of the spear. And it all started in 2018 where we moved to California and here was this first bill. And, you know, it, it pushed, um, it pushed me to, you know what, I've got to say something and do something and not be silent anymore. And I didn't realize that I, ha- I was an activist at heart. You know, I've always had these things inside, but I wasn't saying them outwardly. And before you know it, when my kids' future and their, um, you know, their education, everything was on the line, I had to do something. And so I started going to these committee hearings and these things had nothing. I didn't know how it worked, but there I was at the Capitol, you know, over and over and over again. And I learned pretty quickly that about how this works. And there's kind of a, you know, there's, it's just been amazing. So. Yeah, I kept for a while, like throughout 2020, I kept like promising my staff that we wouldn't always be pushing so hard for all these, you know, like boss ladies side hustle, uh, boss ladies accidental activism. Um, and my, ch- and was telling my children that I, they wouldn't, they would wake up on one certain day. I'm not sure when, and their mom wouldn't be so political is how they would refer to me. They're like, can you seriously? They would say, when do we get our mom back? You know, mm-hmm. like the mom who wasn't so, political and so angry. I was really, really angry in 2020. And, you know, I remember one of my siblings telling me that anger doesn't have a purpose and I completely disagree. I I would not be doing all this work if I were not very angry. Mm-hmm. Now, what you do with your anger is another thing. And so I'm trying to channel it in a good direction rather than just lashing out at people around me, which we're, I think we're all seeing mm-hmm. a lot of that, but, um, Let's talk about what's going on in California. You've been winning some stuff. You're, you've got some big stuff ahead of you. You're, I'm sure Gavin Newsom knows who Amy Bond is. Tell, tell hope, me what Gavin Newsom's up against. <laughs> I, I hope he does. And if he doesn't today, then he will in the next couple of weeks, but I'm sure he knows who we are because we are one of the groups that are at the front lines here in California and we have filed six lawsuits. Um, related to the mandates on public employees, first responders, and children. So two of our lawsuits are particularly against school districts, LAUSD being one of them. Second one is Piedmont School District. And those lawsuits we filed uh, around October of last year. 
because they were trying to force the children to take the COVID vaccine with as a mandate in order for them to go to school. And if they didn't take it, then they were going to kick the kids out of school. So now, of course, you know, um, the, the vaccine itself is, a, is under an EUA, emergency use authorization. And in California, it was literally against the law for them to do that. So they were, we knew that they were violating the law because the school district themselves did not have the jurisdiction or the authority to add any vaccine to the schedule for children. The only uh, way that that could happen would be through the health department or through the legislative body where they pass a law. So when we filed those lawsuits, we knew the law was on our side. And the amazing thing with the school ones is that we're winning. So like, you know, what, what we set out to do against the largest school district in the entire country, LAUSD, or the largest school district in the entire state, LAUSD is the second largest in the entire country. So we're up against Goliath. I mean, they have, you know how this is, but you know, they have $300 million for their legal fund just, and that's, that's the type of budget we're up against. So, um, the thing is, is though, again, the law is on our side. The parents are on our side and the people who are awake, knowing what we're doing and how important this work is, has been there, have been there all along to support us. So we had two huge wins with LAUSD, one recently and then one in December. Um, the first one was in December where right after our attorneys went to uh, one of the hearings to court, within 48 hours of that particular hearing, LAUSD decided somehow they just decided like, you know, we know that this, that's the lawsuit that pushed them, uh, to not kick out the children. It was going to be 34,000 kids were going to be kicked out of school on January 10th. And they decided to suspend and delay their vaccine mandate policy to the next fall. So that was the first huge win. They voted. We were all there protesting in the rain and it celebrated a huge win knowing that our lawsuit caused that. And then the second huge, did you see what happened just two days ago with LAUSD? Because it's the second win. So, okay. So on Tuesday, we knew this was coming, but it's just, again, huge, huge to win anything in California. So our lawsuit, um, we are co-plaintiffs with Children's Health Defense California here in California. And so together, the legal, our legal team went to court again and LAUSD was trying to get our case dismissed through what's called a demur. And in their attempt to get the case dismissed, the judge actually overruled that, did not dismiss the case and, and ruled for our case to move forward. That was just like two and a half, three weeks ago. It was very, just recently. And once we got that ruling in hand from the judge, again, within 48 hours, LAUSD made an announcement that they were going to change their vaccine mandate policy for children and realign it with the health department uh, and not do anything until the soonest would be 2023. So, okay, so, so we can, well, I can say here and give you examples from not just all over the United States, but all over the world where the, it reminds me of one of our um, VIP events. You know, we had these big, huge events from the North to the South of Florida, like I was telling you, but one of our VIP events where people paid 150 bucks to 250 bucks and all of the proceeds went to Matt Staver of Liberty Council who got their churches reopened in California. You probably know who he is. I uh, do. Won, won a total of $4 million in judgments uh, against Gavin Newsom who somehow managed to stick 
that $4 million to the taxpayers. I'm not clear on that entirely, but, um, you know, we, we were, he, we were doing this VIP event. It's kind of an intimate setting. There's probably like 100, 150 people there. And Peter McCullough mm-hmm. was talking about how this is this whole thing that we are in the biggest game of chicken in the world. And I was like, perfect words. I've, I've been the first time I said that basically that was in early 2020. I'm like, all this is illegal. All this is illegal. It just needs somebody to stop being in a state of paralysis and shock and trying to figure out what's going on around us to actually file against it. And then they fold like a house of cards because it was always illegal and they always knew it. In fact, we had a woman who is just a total mama bear like you who moved from California to to Park City, Utah, where I lived. And I think she was in her mind, which this is what the Californians running to Utah is one of the biggest importing states or the last two years. They think they're running to a red state and they think it's going to be different. Well, Park City is little you little California. That's Park City I'm where sure. yeah, where we lived, it's it's the tourist town. It's where all the people who don't really want to be part of the whole Utah vibe where it, it is very conservative. So so she moves to Park City. She goes to enroll her kids in school. First thing she's told is test to stay and test to play. And she was like, oh hell no. Mm-hmm. And so she files and she files a lawsuit and I think she spent six figures. I think she spent low six figures. And she could afford to see most Utahns and they're not spendy people. And she files against the governor, the school district, the health departments, and they caved Good a lot. Like we were talking about, they just caved. She won yeah. because, because they were just, they were literally betting on winning the game of chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is stand funny. on somebody's shoulders and act really scary and hope that nobody stands up to them, but you stood up to them. So Carry on. Tell us about more of your wins and what you haven't won yet. Well, you're, you're spot on that they knew the reason. I'm telling you, we were actually at the LAUSD board meeting the day that they voted. And all of us, my lawyer, one, a couple of the lawyers, myself, several of us freedom leaders, we went into the boardroom where they were going to vote. Um, that, and the vote is again because of our lawsuit. And I almost, I wanted to, but I didn't have opportunity. They wouldn't let me. I wanted to go up to the microphone and look at all of them in the eye. I dreamed this and say, my name is Amy Bond. I am the president of PERC and I am one of the organizations that filed that lawsuit against you that is making you vote the correct way today. <laughs> That's what I wanted to go and say because they know it. They know they're it. They're not going to say so. They're trying to save face. They're backed up. They're in a corner. They're, their back is up against a wall. You called their bluff. Right. Bravo. And they had to back down because they did not have the law on their side. We do have a bill of rights. We do have a constitution. We have state constitutions, even in California. California used to be red. You're probably too young to to know that. I don't know. You probably do, but. Well, I'm wearing a red shirt right now in honor that California used to be red. How about that? (laughs) I think, I think ironically it was Ronald Reagan. I remember working on the Reagan campaign when I was in high school. Um. I was working for some attorneys while I was in high school and I worked on the Reagan campaign, but I think it was Reagan's actions that actually turned California blue. Oh, was it? (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think it was a a giant influx of um, people from Mexico turned California blue, but, but California used to be really red. So. Well, in honor of California being red, I'm wearing red, but you know, listen, this is the thing with these lawsuits. Um, you're right. When you're on the side of the law and we know it, and now they know it because the judge is ruling in our favor, 
it actually starts to, we're winning. That's what's happening is we're winning. And so another one of our lawsuits we filed against Piedmont School District and that particular one, the judge ruled in our favor on a stay, which stopped the vaccine mandate from being put on the children. And in addition to that, the the case actually settled where Piedmont had to put it in writing. We required this, our attorneys required this, they had to put it in writing that they would not bring the mandate back. And that was the only way we would settle. So we settled with them putting in writing. And again, the judge had ruled in our favor. So we, the thing about these lawsuits, which is really significant for, um, as we're discussing this, is there isn't really any case history or case law or previous, uh, previous wins up to this point because we haven't had to litigate on these things yet. So, what Perk is doing and CHD California with us as co-plaintiffs on those particular lawsuits and these attorneys, we are setting, uh, we're paving the path with a whole new, uh, really a whole new precedent with the, the wins we're having. So it's not small, it's huge. And as you know, living in other states, what happens in California completely impacts other states as well across the entire country. So it's really important for us to keep winning. And going on, you know, I'll tell you the truth, uh, with even filing that lawsuit, LAUSD, to start with, nobody would put their names down as a plaintiff at first. And so one of the attorneys approached me and was, you know, they're having a hard time finding plaintiffs. And I said, we'll do it, you know, put, put us down. Like, we have nothing to lose. We're here to protect children. That's what I'm clearly moved here for. And so let's, let's go. You know, we're, we're just going to do this. Uh, so that's, those were those two lawsuits. And then the other ones I, I think it's important to mention too is we have four other lawsuits with another great attorney, um, Scott Street and John Howard and their firm. And what we've done with those lawsuits is we filed a lawsuit against LA County, the entire county. We filed a lawsuit against Beverly Hills City and their city councilman. We filed a lawsuit against San Diego City and also Granada Hills Charter School. And each of those have kind of some, some similarities, but also some differences. But at the heart of it, these counties and these cities and this charter school, they are again violating the law. They are breaking the law. They're violating the constitution. We know where they're breaking the laws and they're trying to put forward these mandates with really out the authority to do so. So those are amazing lawsuits because, um, they're either pushing the mandates back, delaying them. We've, you know, helped to save so many people's jobs. And in the case of San Diego, we partnered up with the police officers as well. And so several of them are our plaintiffs in our lawsuit. One of the captains in San Diego, he's vaccinated. He's totally against the mandate and he's standing side by side with unvaccinated and vaccinated to say to the city, you've gone too far. You cannot do this. We're already short staffed and they're causing you know, these policies are causing the, the, um, the employees to leave and quit and resign and retire early. So they're bleeding out that way, which is impacting the safety of the streets. And then for them to add these ridiculous mandates, it's just, it's just making things worse. So our lawsuit, we found out even just about a week ago that it literally saved over a hundred firefighters jobs in San Diego. And I mean, it's just th- these lawsuits are, they're working because we're, like you said, we're pushing them, we're pushing back, and they didn't think we would. They didn't think that there would be 5,000 people in a coalition in LA County of every department in the county, from fire department, fire department, police, um, water, power, you name it, lifeguards. 
who would say, no, we are not going to take this vaccine. We are not going to give in to your mandate and we're going to stand strong together. So it's been amazing. And I think that helps explain why they're pushing so hard so fast. Because the faster they can go, we're still sort of dealing with the after effects of the stun gun. Right. So we all, we all got the stun gun in March of 2020 and we watched the world go completely insane and everything we thought we could rely on go upside down. I mean, everything, you know, in Utah in all of 2020, like I said, I ran 12 huge protests. I could not find a single faith leader to say a prayer at one of our protests. Oh my. I could not find one faith leader to say a prayer. So here we are, we're deer in headlights, we're looking around and we're realizing that all the organizations are against us. Organizations we would have never, ever imagined in a million years would be against us. And I don't know if you're finding this, but I, I think you guys could do a, a Save a Generation tour like we did and just go from Sacramento to San Diego. And I used to do that. Like I, I put this to work because I used to, as Green Smoothie Girl, go do Sacramento to San Diego myself and... 500 people would show up in my audiences. And I did Jacksonville to Fort Lauderdale here in Florida twice a year. For six years, I did that. And just hundreds of people would show up in every audience that I went to nationwide. So, you know, I really felt the call of, as I searched my soul for, well, what what is my highest and best purpose here? Well, do this speaking tour thing where, you know, we can get Pierre Corey and Peter McCullough and Robert Malone and Carrie Made and Ryan Cole to fly in and boom, 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 hit four cities. So putting that to work, I think was helpful because, you know, my problem here in Florida mm-hmm. is that the people have had it so good. Like I was telling you before, they don't, I don't think, I don't think the average person I talk to in Florida has any clue what Ron DeSantis has done for them that protects them from the likes of, of, of Gavin Newsom. And so I think what you have probably arrived at a similar conclusion as me, which is I wanted to focus my efforts on the legal battles. Mm-hmm. Because you said something important that what you're doing in California has an impact for all of us. And that's why, you know, it was like three weeks before our tour and I didn't know what we we're going to raise money for. But I had a lot of people saying, let the money that we raise at the VIP events go here. Let it go here. Let it go here. And I was like, no, the freedom fight has misspent a lot of money. Yeah, I agree. We misspent a lot of energy. We misspent a lot of money because, you know, we got hit with the stun gun. And we were in shock and we were, we didn't like, it's not your regular friends that you've been hanging out with since 2020. Am I right? (laughs) I'm so glad you said that. It's so true. You know, the new friends. Well, in some cases, yes, new friends and you know, the, you know how it is family and friends um, vehemently disagree with, Oh, they think you're conspiracy theorists when you're talking about the vaccine. And then before you know it, three months later, everything you said it's coming out from the CDC or the FDA or the Biden administration or whoever is like, you know, they're leaking. We told you the tests were contaminated, but nobody believed us when we told you the truth in the beginning. So, you know, I, yes, we have, I do have a lot of new friends that I didn't um, know I would have, and I love them. You know, we're a part of this amazing tribe now of where we brought, I, I think you may agree with me, but I think that, I think that when you are a warrior and you're a leader, and you're standing up and you're on the right side of history, you're also drawing the attraction of people that are like-minded with you, the other leaders, you know, the other warrior um, men and women, and you, you find each other because otherwise you're just by yourself and 
So I think we we find each other. And I love the tour you were talking about. Um, you're gonna have to, we're gonna have to talk about that off the interview here, and maybe we can figure out how to do that in California. So that well, here's be- the problem. Here's the problem with putting it on right now is that if we had done the tour four months or six months before we did it. We would have had a massive wait list. We would have been completely sold out. As it is, I really had to market it really hard because the average person thinks this is over. Have you noticed uh, that? Yeah, the complacency. There's no, you're right, actually, because some of the mandates are being rolled back and, you know, people are seeing the masks are being dropped and this and that. So they're actually in a, honestly, I think we're in the eye of the storm right now where it's a little bit more calm. But people are misinterpreting that as if it's all over. And honestly, it's not even close to over. They have already indicated, I'm sorry, I'm just like, I get so passionate about this, but they've already indicated that there are going to be other lockdowns that are coming. They're setting up a vaccine passport and the digital ID literally right now in at least 20 plus states in our our country, not just in foreign countries, our country. And they don't even realize they're doing that. And so by all means, everything I can see the writing on the wall is that this stuff is coming back and we are at the beginning, not, this is not the end. And so I, I, I totally agree with you that this, there's a false sense of, um, complacency or feeling like, you know, oh, we're good. We are winning, but if people are, if people aren't careful, then Florida or Texas or Idaho or Utah, any of these states that people are fleeing to, they're going to be in the exact same position that we were in just a few months ago. And it's just going to be in your state. So what do you feel the same way? Yeah. And uh, what I've watched over and over again is that the people don't do much unless the tyranny, they step on the gas on the tyranny. And then all of a sudden everybody's motivated and they'll show up to the thing and they'll march down state street and they'll whatever. But as soon as they back off and I think it's part of the totalitarian tiptoe, right? Is they push, push, push. And then when they get to a breaking point where they're probably worried that there's going to be a kinetic conflict or whatever, Mm -hmm. then they pull back. But the problem is that the people pull back with them and that's why they do it. Mm, They do it because most of the people are just like, oh, we're going back to normal because they want to convince themselves of that. People tell themselves a lot of lies, Mm -hmm. but that is one of the lies is, oh, now we're going back to normal. No, if you understand what this agenda is at all, the whole, the whole last two years has been laying the infrastructure. Would you agree of what they want to really do? Yeah, exactly. And honestly, uh, the California bills that were introduced over the past couple of months, that's another area that we work really hard on besides the lawsuits in addition to the lawsuits. Those bills actually show exactly what you're saying, that they are trying to lay an infrastructure through laws to set it up so that it's against the law for a police officer to go to not um, enforce the health officer orders. That's what one of the laws were they were trying to pass here in California. And so we, you're, this is what we did. There was about 10 to 12 bills that came here in California. And these bills were exactly that infrastructure. They were trying to piece them into all these different bills as if we were going to be stupid and not see what they're doing. But in reality, all of those bills did this, Robin. They impacted people's ability to work, to travel, to learn, to move in society freely and set it up so that in the future, 
they could test indefinitely children with, um, to, in order for them to go to school, they'd have to test for COVID forever out with no end in sight. They would try to force every contractor and worker in the state of California to get vaccinated and show proof of that, which also is part of a vaccine passport. They were trying to make the health department um, more of like a policing department where the law enforcement was going to have to enforce the health officer orders. And if they didn't, they would have their funding cut and set to reroute into the health department. I mean, like what we've seen with these bills and the children, they were, they have been trying through these uh, potential laws they introduced to have children as young as zero, like babies, you know, just a few months old receive the COVID shot as a mandate in order to go to daycare and then all the way through high school. So I just, it's its all right in front of us. They're trying to censor doctors through these bills. They're trying to censor doctors from even talking about treatments different from what the CDC is saying. It is absolutely showing us the very uh, infrastructure they're trying to put into place in California so that they can do it here so that it can then go to Florida and to Texas and to New York and other states. So that's why it's so important for us. And so again, thank you for bringing me, you know, on your, um, you know, on your show and to talk about this because that's why it's so important. People have to know what's happening here and support us, you know, donate, follow us, take action, be ready with us here in California and get yourselves prepared in your other states because all it takes is it passing in California. And then before you know it, it's at your state's doors too, because they always do this in a coordinated effort or a coordinated way. But California is so often the pilot program or the first place that they try. You know, they do that in New York too, because they're they're trying to get it done here and then bring it to the rest of the country. So yeah, like the the measles yeah. outbreak, you you guys lost most most if not all of your exemptions. You New York, I think Maine. Maybe there, I think there was a total of 10 states that lost all their exemptions. I mean, is it true that in California, if you, if your baby is injured by the MMR vaccine, he still has to get the next MMR vaccine? Yes. So it, that exact, you're right. Exactly. Not only can a child basically, uh, practically not get exemptions here because they got rid of those in 2019 through SB uh, 276. But they also made it so a child has to get an exemption, a medical exemption for every one of the vaccines. So if the child is hurt from the MMR, there's only about three categories that they could even get a medical exemption. They'd have to die. Oh, my God. That's like way too late. You're going to give a medical exemption to a child after they've died. Okay. And then um, uh, brain swelling. So encephalitis. And then the third one is if like you're in a coma, if the child was in a coma. I mean. Or anaphylactic. So, so seizures, yeah. seizures, not no. good enough. Nope. Uh, five autoimmune diseases, not good enough. Nope, doesn't count. It won't. It does not qualify children for uh, a medical exemption. And you have to get a medical exemption for every one of the shots. So, if you thank have you an Senator Pan, thank you. Yes. Yeah. So that, so that's how bad it is here with medical exemptions. And you're right. The coordinated effort that happened across the country, they were trying to do the same kind of bills in New York, Maine, uh, Washington, Oregon. I mean, they were everywhere coordinated. So that's why what's happening with COVID right now and the policies is so important for us to stay alert, 
uh, be organized, be ready to take action, have legal action, be fighting this because this is, that's why I keep saying that this is the beginning. This is, we're in the eye of the storm and they want to, everybody to be lulled to sleep right now thinking it's all fine. It's not going to come back. Everything's go back to normal, but no, these types of bills that we are seeing in California, they are either going to come to other states or they'll do it one by one because they boil the frog too, right? You know, they try to do it a little bit at a time so that people are not awake and don't see it. And that's why we're just sounding the alarm. This is all happening here. Let's tell everybody across the country um, what's happening in California so it doesn't happen in your state so that you're, you know, everybody's awake and knows what it looks like too. You and I should have a private conversation where I, you know, you should pick my brain about um, how to do a top to bottom of California speaking tour. I think that there's so many of these doctors who would fly in. I mean, Dr. Mikevitz wouldn't yeah. even wouldn't even accept the compensation that we tried to give her. She gave it to Liberty Council. She oh. didn't even care how much it was. She was like, just give it all to them. Um, right. And she lives right there in your state. She is one of the things that I think that, and I, I've talked with them, most of them privately, Jeff Childers, the attorney. I've talked to him about this. Uh, Ryan Cole, who isn't far from you in Boise. Um, Peter McCullough. I've had private conversations with them where I say, I think that the thing that we all have in common is that we've all stared down the barrel of the gun gun, and we have decided live or die. <laughs> I die right here on this hill. Okay. Not that we want to die, but like I will, if I have to already let go of that, mm-hmm. already let go of that concern, <laughs> right? Like we're going to do what it takes. Not, not that we're going to be crazy reckless. It's that we're going to do the courageous thing, no matter what the cost, the end. You're right. Have we're you- not going to, we're not going to be captured or chained by fear in any way that can stop the work that we know we need to do. I mean, there's plenty of times where I wonder, oh my gosh, I'm at this protest. I'm, you know, one time I was speaking in front of um, the Capitol, Sacramento, and there were snipers. Literally, we have pictures of it. You know, there were, there were snipers on the corner of the Sacramento Capitol building and it just, it didn't phase me. Not because Is that the one in uh, 2020 that Cordy Lee Williams was on fire? Yeah, I was there. I was speaking. I did a speech um, with a group there. Yeah, that was the same one because they were pushing everybody back and like, and then finally, you know, he called them down. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was one early. That was early in the fight. I mean, you guys had to be still like halfway in shock by. By then, here we we think we live in this free market system. We think we live we're a free country, and it 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 takes a while. It's a I always say red pilling is a process, not an event. You know, and sometimes certain people who are awake are like, why does the why do these people over here who think they're awake not understand this this and this? Well, because it's a lot. You're it's right. A lot to take in. You're right, okay. and I think that's part of why um, I, I'm really hopeful, honestly. You know, there's in California, I know some people dismiss that anything could be won here. Well, we're proving that that's not true. You can win in California. Those bills that I even mentioned to you, there were about 10 terrible bills and we have about six of them on hold, shelved, and they're not moving forward. They're pulled. So um, there's still some really bad ones left, but it shows you that when the people actually are pushing back and the organizations are pushing back. I mean, there are 80 organizations that opposed 
the that employment bill that would have required everybody across the state to receive the COVID vaccine and have to show proof. 80 organizations, some of us know each other, some of us don't. That just shows you how many amazing people are here pushing back. And, you know, and, and then the parents and the people and the pastors and the sheriffs. So I just feel like people need to realize that there is a lot of hope. And if we're, you know, sometimes we talk about people that were in COVID and during that time they were so scared. And we talk about that's one of the reasons they stayed in their homes and all that and they weren't awake. Well, we have to also make sure that we're not captured by fear because we're afraid to do the right thing because we'll have falling out or a reputation or our job, we'll lose our job. We'll lose that job. Then that's yeah. not the right job for you to, to be in. If you can't be authentically leading and speaking out against the things you know are wrong, you know, we have to be prepared and okay to lose those things in order to gain the future of our children and protect this generation. So I totally agree with you. You know, we, we, I, I had that motto as well that the hill we're going to die on is the children. I'm not willing to turn my back on my babies or my neighbor's children. And even if they don't realize it, we are fighting and we are not going to, we are not going to give up or relent when it comes to the children. And, you know, Rob, we cannot pass this problem on to our next generation. That's why you and I are here. You know, we, we have to be courageous and have that determination. Um, but if we don't, then look at what we'd be losing. We'd be losing an entire generation. And I'm just not willing to do that. Yeah, I think you might like um, the name of our tour, which was Save a Generation. And one of the things that I like about it is that Facebook, it didn't have any of the words that Facebook hates. Mm -hmm. So we could talk about it all we wanted because nobody really knew what Save a Generation meant. But we know, you and I know, and we know that that's what we're here to do. So just to put a finer point on it, when when you said what you do in California matters for everybody, you guys, what she's talking about is case law. Okay, when there's a legal win in the courts in California, there might be a court in Florida or Utah or wherever you're listening from that can draw on that as case law is literally called case law because it is in a sense law. And it ta- it takes a lot. You have to the judge has to really uh overcome major problems with that decision that's now recorded in the book of case law. Right. In order to make a different decision or a radically different decision. And so it's really important. These wins that they're having aren't just stopping the, the Piedmont school district from forcing children to get vaccines, which is a big win in itself. It's also building that we've called it before because I've interviewed attorneys on this show that brick by brick legal strategy. I'm, I'm not, I did, did, decided not to go into the Ohio stands up lawsuit. Like lots of people wanted me to do it in Utah. And I said, I just, it doesn't seem like the right legal strategy to me. It seems like a storm, the front door of the castle. My guess is that it's already been pulled or that it'll be quietly pulled at the last minute because it's like a, this whole thing was a lie and you can't prove that it's true. And they're just going to send in like a hundred Pfizer lawyers and a hundred Pfizer doctors. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that you guys could use some help. I'm, I hope that anyone listening from California or anybody else who's looking for a, a way to spend your money where they're actually winning. Okay. I've brought you guys Matt Staver. That was an amazing interview, but 
in California, I know that that Amy is experienced enough now that she's a national treasure and a treasure to California. She's not going to misspend your money. How can how can people help you? Maybe they maybe they're not the march in the streets. Maybe they're eighty five years old, but they still want a better grandchildren, uh, a better future for their grandchildren. Where can they help you? And uh, even with some of their dollars. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and we do need that help. Lawsuits are very expensive, but the fact that we're winning does show the fruit of the work we're doing for the children and the you know all the employees and the state and how it impacts other states. So people can go to our website and we've got a place for people to donate. And there's multiple ways to donate. People can send a check. We have our address on the website. Um, so probably I could just send people to the website, I think, if that's okay, Robin. So uh, our website is www.perk perk-group.com and then the backslash donate and just we do need the help so thank you for bringing that out and uh you know and and the thing is is that these lawsuits we have six active ones right now we have more that we'd like to file as we anticipate things we need we think we need to do to protect the children and the families so we're going to keep going and we are getting support to sustain our lawsuits and the work. And so we're just so grateful and, and everything matters. Sometimes, you know, one time we had um, a child who sent us $2. It was a $2 bill with a little note, you know, thank you for protecting me. And then we have other people that can afford to send, you know, more than that and really sustain us. So we're grateful for anything and everything that people send our way to help us with the lawsuits and the work and defeating the bills. We're doing a lot of things along with the lawsuits to um, fight in California. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. And we do need that help. Yeah, of course. Um, so it's perk group guys, P E R K dash group. I'll put it in the show notes down below so that you can go okay. there and then slash slash donate. So um, dig deep. I know, you know, like a lot of people are having tough times, but if you, just because you have, 20 bucks rather than 2000 bucks that matters in it in aggregate it helps it helps file more lawsuits and get more wins and sounds like you know and one of the things i've noticed is these attorneys they started out even like matt staver and those guys were losing in the beginning and now they're winning and we have momentum and so we need more court filings and more wins that are those feathers in our cap okay and so i think now is the time to to donate to help i'm sure I'm sure I'm going to talk Amy into doing a uh, Save a Generation tour in California, and um, I'd be happy to help you with that, Amy. And I also want to talk to you about this decision going on at the World Health Organization to yes. give, give up our control to, a, it's just like, looks to me like a giant step towards one world, um, one, one world domination. And so let's you and I talk privately about that because I'm going to build a one click letter campaign on that. And we need to just blast the heck out of all of our U.S. senators and congressmen. I have that software and we can just, I'm blanket familiar them with, in that. I'm familiar with that software. Let, let's, I think what I've realized from this conversation with you is we need to talk. <laughs> like we, we've got a lot of things I think we should be talking about. So I'll definitely send you my number and, uh, the save a generation. Is that what it's called? Save a generation? Like that's my, I gave a speech on Tuesday and that's exactly what I was talking about. It's just like, it's in my heart and my being right now that why the, why we're doing this work, why we're doing these lawsuits, why we're fighting these bills is for that reason that we do have to save this generation and the next. So 
Oh my gosh. I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk to you. Um, even, you know, just on the, on a phone call and talk about some of these other ideas. I think we have a lot more in common than <laughs> I didn't, you know, this is our first time to talk and I'm just so grateful to be here talking with you. And clearly we're like-minded and warrior, warrior women out there. Well, it's meant to be. And, uh, I'm expendable. My children are raised. And so I'm expendable and I'm here here in service service of the cause. And so I'm glad to know you too, Amy. And um, you seem like a, a media pro who does media all day, every day. When you go on Dell Big Tree, you just seem so cool, calm and collected. So good job on that. Oh my gosh, you're so kind. I'll tell you a funny story really fast. The day that I had that in-person interview, I got there 20 minutes before with our flight and all that. And I'm like, so what time, what time do you guys want me to go on? And they're like, you're at the top of the hour. I'm like, oh, okay. And so then they're getting the microphones and all that stuff ready. And it was, um, it was only a few minutes. <laughs> and then I was like right so there. It makes it, it makes it even more amazing that you seemed so put together because you were just totally like hair on fire until you got there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, it was crazy to try to get there. But it, you know, the great thing is Dell's a really great interviewer as well. And they're so good at the work they do there at, on their team and with the work they do. So it, they made it easy. <laughs> as well. They really are. They really are. We've got to have them in, in this fight too. So, okay, everyone, if you've got 20 bucks, if you've got 200 bucks, it'll be the best spend you make today. You'll feel better about it than whatever you might buy at the store. So help out the perk organization in California because people do write off California. People think California is uh, fallen into the ocean and we just should focus somewhere else. But Hey, what about all these mama bears in California? Give them some love, you guys. So thank you so much, Amy. And let's get on the phone uh, privately too, very, very soon. Thank you so much, Robin. This has been such a treat and treasure to be here. So thank you for having me. My pleasure. See you soon. Hey, okay, bye. 